This is John Walton, and you're listening to the Power Play Point Podcast with the Blue Lighter on Point and Anna Knox. Here's Wilson, and on the right side, Welcome once again to the Power Play Point Podcast. This is your host, the Blue Liner on Point, talking to you, uh, well, live, both live to tape and live on the internet as of 9.14 p.m. this January the 30th, 2023. And uh, as we discussed last week, we are doing a simulcast version. We're actually airing through, uh, by way of, that is, the Sports on the Hill podcast. And uh, Robbie Gross has graciously consented to uh, uh, basically carry us for the week. A uh, lot of bit of life, a uh, lot of mm, uh, problems, as, as, as you could say, uh, carrying the show regularly. So we're doing it this way just to kind of make things a little easier on everybody. Um, Anna, unfortunately, can't uh, could not join us due to uh, some some issues at her residence. So uh, we're going to broadcast this way. Uh, thanks again, Robbie, for that. And of course, uh, Robbie is going to serve as co-host. Um, so for, if you happen to be on the internet live listening and watching us, uh, this is actually an episode of the Sports on the Hill podcast live through uh, both uh, the True Radio Network and Facebook Live. And of course, Robbie's Twitch's channel. And we'll talk about Twitch later on. Um, so uh, before we begin, though, Robbie, I understand you had a trip out to uh, Texas to see family. So uh, did you happen to I know you missed the uh, the last game. Did you happen to catch the two before it? Yes, I did. I uh, caught both of those games. Uh, I was happy that the first game was in Colorado. So it's a little bit of a later start. Uh, so I was able to catch that after putting the kids to bed. Um, and uh, of course, the Pittsburgh game, uh, even though I was packing that night for the uh, the next game, of course, I had it on and I was watching it. I even had it like in the bedroom while I was packing. And so um, but uh, that was a great game. I did uh, miss almost all of the Toronto game because I was trying to get uh, two kids under five through an air airport and uh, I could only focus on so many things at once. Uh, but um, I did catch parts that I have seen the highlights. Uh, I am happy that my favorite player uh, was able to uh, score a goal, uh, his first of the season in that one. So uh, yes, yeah, so I've, I've seen parts, if not all of all of the games. So, yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, so, so again, so uh, Robbie will be uh, helping us out with the uh, analysis of the three games. Now, I, I had a lot of time to think about it, and I'll be honest. I, I was very bitterly disappointed after the Toronto game. As as we all know, it was a really bad loss. The, the second one in four games where really they just did not put out any very little effort, if any. And it's, it's a very bad sign, but I, I'm going to try and keep with the spirit of what we're about and, and stay positive. So we're going to make our, we're actually going to make our focus game, the other loss um, against Colorado. So we're going to skip that and uh, go right to the win against Pittsburgh. So we're going to cover that now. 
Um, okay, so the uh, it was a three-two win against Pittsburgh, and uh, that went to the dreaded shootout, of course. Um, but it started out very fairly well. Caps got a power play uh, several minutes in. Captain scores his thirty-second of the year um, on the power play with a wrister from his usual spot, assisted by Kuznetsov and Orlov. Um, no other goals until the second period. Until uh, Heinen uh, gets one, he was. Uh, uh, that line's uh, been pretty good for the Penguins, so uh, I, I kind of figured they might be a little active in this game. Um, O'Connor and Brian Dumoulin on the assists on that one uh, to tie the game. Then the third period got a little active. Johansson, Marcus Johansson, Mojo gave them the lead again, 5-17 into the third. Backstrom and Milano on, on the assists on that one. And uh, then, uh, unfortunately, Brian Rust uh, ties it up with several minutes remaining. 12.52 was the time of his goal. And uh, uh, you kind of knew his line would be active active as well. Uh, Brian Rust seems to always give the Caps a hard time whenever they uh, they, they play. So, um, yeah, I kind of figured that line. Uh, Gensel and Crosby on the assist there. Um, then then came the overtime. And the, uh, the overtime was... Uh, Quite a bit lively, uh, four shots each on goal, um, several uh, high-quality chances on both sides, uh, especially by the Caps, uh, had a good chance to put it away, but unfortunately did not, and then came the dreaded shootout. Don't like to waste a whole lot of time on that, although um, watching Evgeny Kuznetsov uh, do his thing is, is becoming um, maddeningly, madding, maddeningly, <laughs> if that is a word, entertaining. Um, kind of frustrating and entertaining all at once, if if you can put it that way, with the way he approaches the net and his is is twenty one deke salute or whatever whatever the hell you want to call that, um, whatever you want to call it, it works. It it uh, it, it put the caps ahead and then uh, Nikki puts it away for the winner uh, against the Smith. So the two three uh, uh, shootout win. Uh, you'll take them however you can against the Penguins, uh, and uh, but a pretty good game. I thought the Caps looked very good um, against a team that usually gives them fits. Um, shot count, uh, as usual, tells uh, a lot of the story. Uh, it was 45 for our guys, 37 for the Penguins. So nice job by Kemper to uh, keep things at bay. Uh, 22-7 shot advantage in the first. I thought the Caps set a great tone in the first, even though they only got one goal. Um, you, if, if you can triple up, double up, much less triple up you, the opposing team in shots, then then you you are putting out a lot. And uh, I, I think that set the Penguins back. And as far as getting into the game, I don't think they really ever really recovered. And I think that was the key. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, well, I want to thank Andy for rating. I didn't actually even know he was streaming right now. Um, someone who uh, I mod for and he mods for me. I appreciate uh, the rating party of five and uh, a bunch of people for coming in there. I don't get very many raids uh, on here very often, so I appreciate uh, that. And uh, with that brought uh, two of our mods with us. We already had Champ uh, in stream. So people who don't know on the live Power Play Point podcast, uh, but uh, I am doing Twitch speak, I guess. Uh, 
but uh, it's nice for extra friends to join us live, I guess, and watch and uh, ask questions and uh, join us here as we are actually doing an audio recording uh, for the Power Play Point podcast as well as um, the Sports on the Hill podcast. We also have a live uh, Spurs versus Wizards game as they're trying to break a 22-game uh, losing streak in San Antonio. Uh, right now, the Wizards are up 63-55. to 55. Uh, But uh, yeah, it's um, I appreciate everyone for uh, stopping by and joining us and watching on Facebook Live as well. Again, anyone can ask any questions about whatever they want to talk to. I thought it was a great game. Uh, we had that chance on the power play in overtime. I thought we were going to win. Uh, it didn't happen, uh, but I was happy to see that sometimes if you don't score on that, momentum goes the other way in those power plays with the four-on-four hockey. I was happy to see that they were able to play some four-on-four hockey, uh, get it to the shootout. I know the shootout is not your or my favorite thing. It was a very exciting one, and it does make me happy that they're two all-star players in Crosby and Malkin both uh, did not score uh, in the shootout uh, while we had uh, Nicholas Backstrom, who is back, uh, and he scored the winner, but also Kuzi with the crazy amount of dekes and moves, uh, which uh, I is an amazing thing. I feel like he hasn't missed since he's tried doing that. I don't want to jinx him, but like it's, it's been highly effective. Um, and uh, it's weird that he's probably maybe the best on the team now when that was like, I never thought anyone could take that crown from TJ Oshie. Like I just, in my wildest dreams, you know, but um, at least on this night, he was better. Um, and uh, so, yeah, a really exciting win. I And I said it last week, if we could beat the Penguins, I could care less about the other two games. I kind of feel that way um, just because, uh, I mean, I wanted us to be competitive with the defending champions. I obviously want to beat Toronto, but uh, for me, this is the game of the month. We always circled this game. Um, and uh, you have to even, it sucks that the Pittsburgh got a point and they've got a point in a lot of games that they probably shouldn't have this season. And we've probably lost games that we probably shouldn't have this season. Uh, but I was happy for at least one night. We were one point ahead of them uh, when we were tied going into it. So uh, for me, that was a great night. It, it was it was a great win. Great that they could get up for that game, which which they should. But um, unfortunately, that that's that's the attitude they ought to be bringing. And now to go to the other end of the spectrum, unfortunately, that's the attitude they should have been bringing to all of the games this week, and they did not. Uh, certainly did not um, in in this next game against Toronto. Um, if you saw the game against Vegas. Well, it looked a lot like that, um, except for in it, this, at least in this game, uh, there was something of a good start with uh, Nicholas Backstrom getting his first of the season um, on the power play and uh, at 17-17. And uh, it looked like from there, uh, because it was kind of a sluggish start for the Caps, um, at least by my estimation, but it looked like from there it would be an evenly matched game, but not so. Um, Toronto got its own power play a minute into the next period. Michael Bunting scored uh, on that one. Um, I guess this this was this was uh, this goal was kind of a harbinger of things to come. I, I thought the PK looked very disorganized. Um, this goal actually went off of Nick Jensen's skate and and in. And um, I'm, I'm not going to indulge the uh, the uh, I hate the goalies crowd. Goalies can do no right crowd. I'm not going to indulge them. But um, I would say uh, Kemper's probably 
before he got pulled, um, the last goal was the only one. The one against um, Nylander was the or or, or en- Engvall actually was the only bad one that that he gave up. Uh, Morgan Riley got his first, put them up for good, two one. Nylander, that's uh, Michael Nylander's son, by the way. In case anybody any old time caps were curious. Uh, Michael Nylander, of course, uh, the last uh, cap to wear 92 before Mr. Kuznetsov. Um, William with his 28th of the goal, uh, 28th goal uh, of the season. Um, and then uh, Pierre Engvall, here's your sign, uh, <laughs> um, um, gets his 10th. And the, that one was the one, if I'm not mistaken, where I, Kemper was, I think he just completely lost sight of the puck and was just leaning the wrong way and just completely missed the shot. And uh, that, that was the clincher and that he ended up getting pulled and uh, in favor of Charlie Lindgren. And then uh, they get another one in the third Zach Aston Reist uh, with, with a goal in the third, but I, I know, I mean, I don't. I would not put this on Kemper, except for, like I said, hit the last one he gave up. It was uh, no bones about it. Lackluster effort by the Capitals, and it just it was evident after that first goal that they weren't going to be on par. Toronto was constantly on the attack. They had no answer for them, and it, it just seemed to me like they were all ready for the All Star break and the vacation that comes with that. And it's just. I mean, I, I I know you didn't get uh, too good of a look at the game, Robbie, but that from the body language and the attitude that they brought, it just looked to me like they were all ready to go for the the long vacation that's coming up. And that's I'm I'm hoping that's just a one off at this point because they do still have one game to go. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, this happens also an emotional letdown after a big win over Pittsburgh. I, it's not surprising. Um, I also did nothing to help the juju of this game. You know, usually, uh, we go through very regimented things in a bunch of our caps groups and I didn't follow any of that. And, you know, so, uh, it was just kind of one of these one off early afternoon or, or like a little bit earlier game on Sunday. And it's just, uh, and Toronto has been good this season. And, uh, you know, people, Caps fans always want to overlook that. You know, the other team gets paid to play too. And Toronto is one of the better teams in that division. And uh, they, uh, they capitalize on a really good second period. And all, you know, the Capitals have done that a lot this season on a lot of other teams. And so that's going to happen to you a couple of times as well. It's, it's, it's not a, a one-off thing. I'm bummed because obviously Nikki getting the a big goal, you want to, you know, get something more behind that. Uh, but uh, I'm hoping that this gets them motivated for the last game of the season. Um, the, the, before the all star break for the yeah. break yeah, yeah. uh yeah I, i'm i'm hoping so and uh, the next game they're going to be playing is um the the entire league's uh, get well card in the blue jackets so hopefully that that will bring us something of a better effort and result although uh, didn't they, they play them I, i'm trying to remember i know that we played the blue jackets recently but i think remember them having some definitely some scores and things to worry about as well so even though they they've been missing some parts they're still um you can't look overlook anybody in the NHL. No, you can't. And uh, the Blue Jackets have actually been playing better overall. I say better, um, not good, still not good, but better than than they were. Uh, so no, it's it's not going to be an easy out. They should win, but it's it's probably not going to be not 
you know, not going to be without some effort on their part. So hopefully, you know, they don't bring the same attitude they did in, in Toronto to this one. Um, yeah, but, I, I remember uh, yeah. now that the game I was thinking about, it, it was a one nothing victory mm-hmm. over them, but it was a very close game. I mean, we scored early on in the first period and then nothing for the rest of that game. So they're able to obviously have some shutdown defenses uh, in some of these games. And so it's, um, you know, we can't overlook them kind of thing. Yeah, it's it, certainly not. And um, my fear is that the offense may be drying up a bit. Uh, more on that later on, but, um, you know, they, they're still capable of winning that game. So, I, I, but, but you're right. They, they can't overlook it. Um, so let's go back to the first game of the week, which was uh, the 24th last Tuesday against Colorado. I'm making this the focus game of the week as we do on the power play point podcast, uh, because, uh, the Caps had the right attitude and effort level and compete level, and they still lost. And um, I thought, I, I, well, I said last week that this was a possible win, a very possible win, because Colorado really hasn't been playing all that well. They haven't been playing like defending champions. Now, to that credit, yes, they've had a lot of injuries. Uh, I think uh, Gabriel Landeskog has, has hardly hit the ice this year for one. And uh, Kale McCarr has missed some time. So uh, they've got that as an excuse if you want to use one. But even so, um, they, they, they've got something of a decent record. They actually landed in a wild card spot as of now. Uh, but either way, this was still a very winnable game. And it was just one of those things where, you know, it, it came down to, you know, a, a, a kind of a fluky goal in the, in the second period. And and they just could not catch up. And they also ran into a hot goalie in uh, Alex Yorgiev, uh, who had a great night, great game in this one. Um, so breaking down the scoring, um, Arturi Lekkonen opens it um, 8.57 in the first. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, Devon Taves with the assists on that one. Andrew Cogliano makes it 2-0 in the second period, 2.04 in the second. Um McDermott and O'Connor and the assists on that one, uh, kind of a, 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 this was, this was a deflected shot. He just reached out and, and timed it fairly well, but even with the two O hole, um, you can see the compete level again, shots tell a lot of the story, not the whole story, but uh, a lot of it. They had 24 shots in the first 20 minutes, first uh, 40 minutes of play. Rather they're keeping up. They're actually ahead of, the avalanche at that point. So they were keeping up fairly well with the effort. So it was a matter of time before they were going to score. And so Connor Sherry gets his 12th uh, about a couple minutes later, 448 uh, with a nice tip in. And this is this emblematic of uh, uh, the type of play. I think the caps are going to have to resort to in that he was, he was pretty close to the net and uh, not unlike Cogliano's goal, got his stick out, timed the tip in, very well they're going to have to start playing this way and and crashing the net more often it's going to have to be you know the when when Ovechkin doesn't do the job this is the type of attack they're going to have to resort to because you got right now you've got no John Carlson to properly set up the play you've got no Tom Wilson to create room so what you're going to have to do is simply just go to the net a lot more often. So I think that might mean, I, I'm again, I'm not a coach, 
But uh, if if I were making the suggestions here, maybe more Sonny Milano, uh, maybe more Connor Sherry, um, maybe those two guys on the power play and on the on top line minutes, even maybe uh, because those two guys love to charge the net because you're going to have to resort to that type of play with all of these injuries they're still dealing with. Um, so anyway, uh, Sherry made it two one, and this is the fluky goal, Alex Newhook. Um, I don't know. I can't explain this one. Kemper got kind of caught uh, diving. I, I don't know. I'm not sure what he was doing, but it, it was, it was. Uh, uh, I'm trying to call up the uh, the uh, uh, the replay, and of course, uh, the app is is trying to sell me some. I don't know what it's trying to sell me right now, but waiting for the replay right now. Okay. So uh, Colorado gains the zone. Yeah. New hook basically walks around the two defensemen. And I, I tell you, um, I, it was not, I, I usually love these guys, but Orlov and Jensen did not have a very good week this week. Um, and, and I think unfortunately that, that led to uh, maybe uh, well, not maybe this loss and some breakdowns in the Toronto game as well. Uh, the defense has just been awful this week. Um, <clears throat> Faravari uh, in the Toronto game had had a questionable play um, on a delayed penalty, and that led to uh, one of the first goals in in that game. And and yeah, Newhook, if you look at the replay, basically runs past Jensen and Orlov like their pylons and, and easily scores on Kemper who had no chance on this one. Um, although I, he made this diving move that I, I, I don't know. I, sometimes I question his moves. I don't think he's this awful goalie that some caps fans have made him out to be, but um, yeah, just another example of our defense, not playing up to its potential. Uh, so that eventually is the winning goal. And then the captain, uh, gets his th- what at the time was his 31st, 944 in the third. So the Caps had a chance. They really ramped up their effort. Shot totals in the third were 15 to three for the Caps. So the compete level was there. The attack was there. They just could not pierce the brick wall that was Alexander Georgiev. He really knuckled down. He had a great game, stopped by my count at least a half a dozen glorious close in high danger chances. Um, and that, that was, that, that was it, but I like the compete level. I like the effort and, you know, it was against the defending cup champs who, you know, they, you know, they're playing for pride. They don't want to, of course, they want to r- try to repeat. So very good effort. I thought, uh, just one, one lapse, one lapse in time that, that really cost them by the defense. But other than that, pretty good game played by them. So, I I just like to see more of that where it, it's it's as close to a sixty minute effort as they can get. Right, I I totally agree. I it's an interesting. It was a good game. I think that the goalie stood on the head early on, and I think if we had gotten a couple more through early, it would have been a different game. And I just think that it got into our heads a bit, and that happens. I mean, he's played against us before, and uh, he's been always been very tough. As a goalie, it was just an unfortunate bounces. And also, I, I was that was very classy uh, for them to give the video tributes to two of our players who were on that Stanley Cup champion team. I know it was a big game for him to go back uh, and, and play there. Um, and uh, so, 
Um, I, you know, it was a good effort. It just, I think because they didn't go in early, it made it much tougher late. Yeah. And that's, that's, uh, really what it came down to it. It, they didn't all, you know, when, when you're playing that good of a team, all you have to do is, is just let down for a couple of minutes and, and they've got you and you know, but you know, they, they finished the game very well. And, and, and I think as long as they come at it with that kind of an effort, they'll, they'll be fine. But obviously when they don't, you, you see what results. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic. I say trying, unfortunately, um, because the, the, that Toronto effort really, really bothered me. But I, I'm highlighting. This, this is the real test, though, Gil, right? We got one yeah. game coming up, and we can see which was the, um, the true team and which wasn't. And they can prove it right here going into the break on a high, uh, or they could lay a dud, and we can talk about that one next week. So uh, it's very be interesting. True. Yeah. Very, very true. So, yeah, no, that's uh, and you're right. It it puts the it puts the Columbus game in in a greater perspective. Uh, so, yeah, pretty pretty good, uh, pretty astute observation there. Because if they if they lose that game to you know one one of the weakest team the weakest teams in the league, now that doesn't set a very good tone going into a week long break, um, especially when you're hoping to get some players back. And you've had trouble acclimating said players, you know, since they did come back. And I don't know. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying to be optimistic. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're right, Robbie. That that game will tell a lot of what the Caps are made of. Uh, and I think the key again is going to be an attack based on putting at least one or two forwards in front of the net and making sure the defensemen are constantly mobile. And um, I, I think if anything less than a full tilt 60-minute minute effort will be very disappointing in that game. I, I, as long as they don't approach it where, like they don't already have it won, they should be fine. Yeah, I want to give a couple of quick little scoring updates for we are doing a live Sports on the Hill podcast as well. Uh, some great uh, basketball being played by the Washington Wizards. Uh, they're now up 86-74 here uh, in the third quarter. Uh, they went on a nice little run there. I was happy to see that. Unfortunately, um, Porzingis, uh, one of our main players, did pick up his fourth foul in an interchange there. But uh, they've actually played really well since he went out, which I was really happy to see because uh, I was a little bit nervous about that. I want to thank people for giving uh, the gift gift subs um uh in chat uh so thank you to ant dog for the gift sub to Kalaska. uh so i appreciate all the support over on twitch uh and uh, for everybody tuning in on twitch and on facebook live again you can ask us any questions you want um i think i we've kind of gone into all the games the only things i really want to talk about left is what are your thoughts on the all-star break uh on the all-star game do you watch it do you enjoy it uh, what are your uh, th- and there's been a, an all-star that was traded today not a capital uh but uh, that obviously is creating a bit of a kerfuffle with, you know, who's on what team uh, now and how many players that they have, since they already had less players this year than I believe in previous years. Uh, but what are your thoughts on, um, uh, we, we talk a little bit more about the CBJ game if you want to, but, uh, but obviously I want to get your thoughts on the all-star as well. Well, the, unfortunately that they've, they've tried, the league has tried tweaking the format 
every which way you can think of. And unfortunately, they've really failed to make it uh, with keep any sort of interest as far as the actual game. I like I definitely enjoy the skills competition the the day before. I definitely enjoy watching that. Um, lately, the last several years, they they've built in a theme uh, to based on the location. So the, the year they had, I, th- I don't know if it was last year or the year before they had it in Vegas, they had a, a couple of events that were Vegas themed, uh, the one, one year for, uh, the, for accuracy shooting, they, all the contestants were shooting at giant playing cards that, that if, if they broke, uh, they got points for matching. So if they, if it was a Jack, they got 10 points or, uh, h- however it was. So it'll be interesting. I think it's in, uh, uh sunrise Florida this season. So it it's going to be, uh, going to be interesting what kind of themed events they have, but yeah, the, the skills competition, definitely. I, I do catch the game. Mm, I'll admit that the three on three, uh, the, the way it is, it's, it's worth watching. And, um, somewhat uh at least they don't drag out the game too much it's it's uh two 20 minute halves or 15 minute halves or something like that and uh they they don't drag out the playing so it's less chance the players can get injured which nobody wants to see um but yeah i i, I gotta admit I'm, I'm more in tune to the the skills competition than i am to the actual game i don't know what they can do to make the game more interesting um i i noticed that the Pro Bowl this year in the NFL is actually a flag football game. So I don't know, maybe, maybe in future years, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe the, the league can do a roller hockey or a street hockey game that that's, you know, that, that's mostly what I played when I was younger uh, right. on the streets. So, you know, that, that might maybe something to take your cue from and, and try to make the game a little more interesting that way. But yeah, it's definitely the skills competition for me. Um, as, as far as that, that whole weekend goes now, the break, um, it usually prevents, presents a problem for the team because, uh, uh, caps don't seem to handle long layoffs very well. And so I'm kind of expecting a swoon right off the bat. Uh, when they come back on the 11th, they face the league leading Boston Bruins who have been in a bit of a tailspin on their own. So that, that's actually going to be very interesting. And then the very next day, they come back to Cap 1, and it's a matinee against the San Jose Sharks. I'll, I'll be able to actually do live broadcasts from that game. Uh, so I'm going to that game, and I'll be sitting on the glass, which I'm really excited about. Um, I'm going with my dad and my son. Uh, it'll be my son's very first hockey game. Awesome. He just, he just opened up a really cute package that had his uh, his jersey. that's a little big on him because it's four <laughs> to it's size four to seven because uh, he's now four. Um, he doesn't fit in his infant jersey anymore. And uh, so it's uh, – uh, it'll be really fun to take him to the game. I, I'm trying to consider at first, I didn't think about how loud it is by the glass. So hopefully it doesn't scare him too much. I'm going to give him ear protection, but it is quite intense when you see it live. He's watched it on TV a lot with me, but it's a different experience, obviously, uh, to uh, watch a game, um, you know, right up against the glass like that. Um, I've had terrible luck. I've lost every game I've ever sat by the glass. I also lost my first game with my dad, which he's, he's the one who's taking us. So, you know, I am playing the night or the afternoon before against a re- the best team in the league, maybe arguably one of the best teams before the all-star break in history. 
history um, and uh, with how many points they've been able to rack up. Uh, but still, like, um, I'm very excited, obviously, to go to that Sharks game. And uh, we on the episode 299 of Sports on the Hill podcast, we will recap that. And then next week, we'll actually preview those two games a, a little bit more and recap the All-Star competition. I do want to give a quick little shout out to the All-Star game. It's going to be Friday, February 3rd for the skills competition that Gil was talking about. That's at 7 p.m. Uh, over on ESPN. Uh, they've got a bunch of old events and new events that they're doing, uh, which is going to be kind of fun. Um, uh, there's going to be a thing called a splash shot. It'll take place on the beach. Um, and there's going to be a pitch and puck which is kind of like a golf thing. Uh, they're going to have the Tandy Tendum, which is when the, like, uh, uh, the goalies uh, work together to try to stop people. Um, uh, <laughs> fastest skater, hardest shot, uh, breakaway challenge, accuracy shooting, all happening on Friday. So that should be a really fun day, uh, or night, rather. And then uh, the All-Star game itself, if you do care about that, is Saturday, February 4th at 3 p.m. on ABC. Um, and... Uh, it's funny because ESPN, I guess, has all of the um, the All Star stuff. Because on Sunday they've got the uh, Pro Bowl, I believe, as well. So uh, it should be an interesting week for if you like those sorts of things uh, for sure. And then we'll obviously break down uh, the Columbus game uh, next week as well as previewing uh, the two games um, that will be happening after that break. But uh, yeah, it's been a, a bit of fun show. But Gil, any final thoughts before we end our hockey segment? Well, uh, so so uh, what we've been doing on the podcast uh, since uh, around Thanksgiving ish or, or so or several weeks before the uh, beginning of the new year, uh, we've been putting a spotlight on local businesses, um, you know, given that the economy isn't exactly all that great, just to kind of put the word out. Um, so this time around, given the fact that we're on um we're, we're being carried by Sports on the Hill, which uh, is is carried on several Twitch channels. Um, I wanted to uh, spend a few minutes uh, talking about Twitch and uh, maybe uh, how that can be used as something of a side hustle, because I understand that uh, you you can uh, try to make a little bit of money, get get your not only that and get your reputation out there. So if, if you could, uh, you've, you've got a lot of experience about that. And uh, so I just want to, you know, kind of get our listeners tuned into that and see, uh, you know, give Twitch a try and, and, you know, go over the benefits of that and, and how to use it maybe to your advantage. Yeah, for sure. I actually have been on Twitch for quite some time. I have uh, been a many different, been in many different aspects of Twitch. So I, I am both a viewer of Twitch. I, I watch a lot of other channels, music channels, video game channels. Uh, there are what's called just chatting where it's just conversations between the streamer and the chat. Uh, but then also podcasts like we're doing right now. I, I moderate a bunch of uh, podcasts that I think are wonderful on Twitch. Um, like Davey is eating a sandwich is on right now. Um, he's great. Um, we've, I was on, we speak English goods channel earlier he does a podcast and it's wonderful um you know we also have champ who's going to be on in just a second he does the no spots podcast here on twitch as well and so one of the nice things about twitch and facebook's and uh youtube are trying to catch up on this as well is that you can monetize it so uh now twitch allows us to finally have stars on our podcast where people could donate on uh facebook live but i will tell you it's taken them years to enable that feature it was only for gamers for a very very 
very, very long time on Facebook. And it's only been within the last couple of months that they've even given us the option uh, to do that. And I will mention that zero people have sent uh, any money through Twitch or through Facebook, which is fine. Uh, but um, I'm just happy that that is even a uh, revenue stream that's possible. But Twitch has always been welcoming to people of lots of different streaming backgrounds. You can stream during all sorts of different content. A couple of different things of content that I've streamed in the past are art. Um, I've also streamed, uh, so making different emojis and, uh, which are basically, uh, what we call them emotes on Twitch, but people on your end probably would know them as an emoji, uh, but you design it and it's custom to a channel. Uh, and, uh, the emote could then be used by anybody that subscribes to that channel. And then the, one of the ways that you can make money is, uh, through subscriptions. So uh, tonight, for example, um, uh, we had primordial sounds, one of our, my mods resubscribe to my channel. So again, gave $5, gave the ability to use uh, my Twitch emotes um, throughout all of the different channels on Twitch. And people are like, oh, that's a really cool Charizard or Kirby or Fireball or whatever you want it to be. Um, oh, maybe I should go subscribe or check out that channel. So it's a way to kind of draw attention in other channels. Uh, also show that you like something or enjoy something as well. Uh, most of mine are video game based um, or sports based because uh, those are things that I love. Uh, and uh, one of the things that I do is a side hustles i also uh do emote design on stream for other uh, streamers so they come on and they tell me what they want we have a conversation while i'm making it live on stream but people could stream whatever they're interested in um you know we're doing a podcast right now because we like talking sports but um you could do art you could do music you could do video games um uh People just honestly have streamed almost anything that's possible. I've seen people sleep on here. Uh, you know, so like uh, there's one person on right now, uh, which I am amazed by. They have been on for over 430 days in a row, nonstop, never turning it off. And basically what they're doing is what's called an uncapped subathon, which people do sometimes to make money is people donate bits or subscriptions. Bits are like pennies. So they donate a thousand bits, which is like 10 bucks in uh, subscriptions. And it adds to a timer. And as long as that timer doesn't run out, they don't stop streaming. And this person has had constant people donating to them for over a year and they're going for two years on this platform. So uh, that's one way you can make money, um, but there's all, all sorts, there's ad revenue sharing and things like that. There's minimum requirements you have to be to be an affiliate streamer to get paid for it. Uh, you have to have uh, 50 followers uh, and you have to uh, have a certain number of people watching for a certain amount of time uh, and some other things as well. Uh, so, uh, but it, it's, you know, I struggled at first to become a Twitch affiliate, and then I thought that I would just do it on Facebook and YouTube, or I would just simul stream. But then I kind of came back to it, and I've really enjoyed it, and it's given uh, me a cool opportunity to gain a little bit of revenue to help kind of pay some of the bills uh, that, as you know, it, it costs uh, to have streaming and uh, to put all this out there across so many different uh, podcast platforms. Oh, all sounds great. So it's, it really, I mean, you're, you're, it sounds like you're only limited by your passion and your imagination. If you've got digital content that you want to put out there, uh, Twitch just seems like, well, the, the present and the future, as far as a, a great way to distribute that. 
Yeah, and, and Carly is saying 430 hours. No, it's 430 days, I believe it was. So it's, uh, yeah, no, no, it's it's much more than hours. They watch her while she sleeps, while she's awake. She switches to her cell phone while she goes to her chores. She then switches back to her computer. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Uh, Emily CC is her username on Twitch. She currently has 200 people watching her right now, and she's been live 450 days, and she's got 191 hours left on the clock, but people keep on adding to that so uh pretty crazy um for for sure but uh yeah it's it's basically if you can uh, stream something and you can find like people that enjoy what you're doing and want to subscribe to you and you know and donate for your time um then i say go for it but you can pretty much put whatever content out there there's even platforms uh that you can live stream i was checking into this that you if you wanted to pre-create content movies and videos or whatever and then stream that you can do that and then be in chat and uh so there are opportunities as well if you don't want to be live on camera um and uh yeah it's, it's a really cool thing this year on cinco de mayo will be two years affiliate for me so um that i've been making money here over at twitch awesome so if the if uh someone wanted to subscribe to your twitch channel mm-hmm. uh how would that how exactly would they go about doing that what would be the contact method yeah, so to subscribe to the channel, you just go uh, to the channel, um, which is twitch.tv slash Robbie G underscore sports OTHP, which is my username. I know it's long, uh, but um, it, it is just Robbie G and the, my podcast, sports OTHP, because I do both stuff. And then they go over there, uh, they just click the subscribe button, and then uh, it's done through Amazon. So if you've got uh, Amazon set up, which most people do, uh, you can uh, do that. And in fact, if you have Amazon prime uh you get one free subscription every single month that you can give to somebody uh and uh so you could use that over here if you wanted to but uh and then uh the regular subscriptions you pay five dollars and it's just an automatic reoccurring charge of five dollars every month unless you uh choose to stop it um and uh yeah it's uh uh, it's a fun thing. You also, it charges a little bit less if you do like three months or six months or bulk, you know, subscription, you know, that way as well. Some people do that to save a little bit of money. Um, but yeah, it's been really cool. And, um, I really thank everyone right now. I'm at 14. I, I try to get 15 subs a month if I can. And right now I'm sitting at 14. So I appreciate all my uh, followers and subscribers, uh, for helping me get close to my goal. Awesome. Uh, so just want to give a quick shout out. Uh, Casey Malone, uh, one of our uh, loyal listeners, is uh, pretty active in the Twitch community as well. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, what he's got is a Pokemon channel uh, yes. dedicated. I actually have all of his information. I'll, I'll go break it down for you if you want me to. Um, yeah, it's uh, Titan Rising KM. Uh, so Titan Rising KM on Twitch. And uh, you can follow him there on um, uh, Twitter. Uh, dot com slash that as well uh, with all of his updates um but uh yeah he does pokemon uh streams and sometimes other video games as well and uh he's a good friend of the powerpoint Point podcast and sports at thp and he joins us sometimes on our twitch chat as well awesome great to hear and uh so i do appreciate your uh sharing all of that information so uh you know given the given the fact that it's you know probably a wave of the future, a uh, you know, good side hustle for all some great information there. So if you're you know, looking to, you're like me and you're kind of sort of in between jobs um, and you're looking for, you know, 
you're pretty you're pretty handy on the internet. Pretty good way sounds like to uh, put some content out there that you're passionate about, and uh, maybe make a little extra cash on the and, side. And I'll throw it out there: I've helped a, probably almost over a hundred streams get started, honestly, on this platform. And you know, I've been a mod for about twenty different streams, and uh, I'm always uh, happy to have questions bounce my way. So, um, you know, Robbie uh, G over on Twitch, but also Robbie Gross over on Facebook. If you want to always message me, I'm always in uh, the PowerPoint Point podcast uh, discussion over there on the Facebook group as well. If you're listening on that side, uh, so always happy to answer questions about that. One other thing that was brought up, and I think is really cool about Twitch, unlike a lot of other platforms, is the ability to raid each other. Which raiding sounds bad, but what it does is it takes your entire audience and it brings it somewhere else. So Andy was just doing a music stream with a lot of our mutual friends, and then he raided over here, which brought all those friends into our room to continue the discussion here, which I think is a really cool opportunity for people who uh, want to stick with our content, but then they could follow me and I might go to another podcast or a music streamer or a gamer, and they could learn about other people that way as well. And it builds a, a really wonderful community, especially on the music side. It's a very tight knit community over there with a lot of great people. And so people want to listen to music during their workday. It's a wonderful way to get involved and uh, have a community and listen to some great music that's live. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a great way to meet lots of different people. And I find that from those communities, if you want to then become a streamer, you, it's a lot easier to get started than just doing it on your own. So, um, you know, having a network of people that, you know, is always a good idea. Well, yeah, I can't, can't ask for more than that. So possibility of making a little extra income and maybe learning a bit more about uh, some of some of your friends, your fellow, uh, you know, audience members and what they're what they're interested in as well. And you learn something new, you know, and that that's never that never a bad thing. So I you know, it's so check out Twitch if you've never uh, done that before. And uh, Robbie is a great resource on that. Uh, very first time I used it, uh, he <laughs> basically walked me through it. Uh, and uh, I, I like to think of my t myself being IT savvy, but uh, he walked me through my very first experience through it. And it's it's not all that ha hard to use, but it's 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 a definitely an experience. So uh, Robbie's a great resource, again, for anyone that has questions about it, is is interested in it, wants to find out more. Um yeah, if, if you're part of the Pop, uh, PowerPlay Point podcast Facebook group, uh, go ahead and message him and he'll be, uh, like he said, he'll be glad to answer every, every, any and all questions you've got about that platform. It's a great platform. Again, that's Twitch. And uh, I urge you all to check it out. Give it a, give it a go whenever you can. Uh, okay, so uh, we're uh, running into, uh, I think you've got the Wizards Talk uh, set up next here. Um, oh, give football us one Talk and Wizards Talk. We got both of them, but yeah. Give us a one last quick update on the Wizards game before we sign off. Yeah, so the Washington Wizards are up right now. I believe it's 104 to 94 uh, with about uh, eight and a half minutes left uh, here in the fourth quarter. And we'll be also, uh, if people want to go and check it out later, and they can always go back on my YouTube channel as well, uh, youtube.com slash Robbie Gross, or you can go to sportsothp.com and I'll separate all these into video segments. But we'll be talking about the AFC, NFC championship games, uh, as well as uh, the Wizards have had an amazing run here over the last week and uh, so that'll be the final and third segment of tonight's show awesome all right so uh that'll do it for this week uh, we've got one game to cover next week and we've already talked about it a bit so hopefully caps will bring home a win before the nice long all-star break hits 
so we will be recording in a regular format next week with a with a very brief edition talking about that game and uh, how the team's doing overall at that point. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and end it for Robbie Gross. Thanks once again, sir, for uh, carrying us for this week in this simulcast edition. It will be available in podcast format um, later on in the week if you enjoy it that way. Uh, so again, sir, thank you very much. So we're going to wrap it up for another episode of the Power Play Point podcast. So for Robbie Gross, this is the Blue Liner on Point signing off and reminding you, that if you can at all avoid it, please, please, please keep your pets, your dogs especially, away. If you happen to have a, a game of Scrabble going, please keep your dogs away from the, t- the tiles. I once had a time where my dog swallowed all of my tiles, had to take him to the vet to get him checked out. Um, he's still there. No word yet. stone stone expression just like Anna. i expected nothing less hallelujah and let's go caps let's go caps this has been another episode of the power play point podcast all episodes are available from apple podcast the podbean app blueliner77.podbean.com and now available from stitcher music by joe McAllister, voiceover by jeffrey conkle Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Power Play Point Podcast. Thanks for listening.